Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Pitch Talk. We are fans of football dropping vlogs, blogs, videos and podcasts on the beautiful game. Check out our videos on YouTube and Instagram's IGTV, including special feature segments, vlogs such as 5 Minutes with a G, The Straight Shooting View, Coaching with JBK, Audio on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podomatic, Spotify, Mixcloud and other podcast platforms. Join the Pitch Talk revolution on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook and our official website www.pitch-talk.com The pitch is where we eat The pitch is where we sleep And the pitch is where we talk Pitch Talk special feature segment Hey, what's up, people? Straight Shooting LJA here, and welcome to this Pitch Talk special feature segment. Now, what we're going to be talking about in this is the sacking of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer this weekend, this past weekend. And myself and JBK had some choice words where we had a discussion about not just the sacking of Solskjaer, but also before myself um, and Nathan Arsenal as well, one of our other Pitch Talk contributors actually had and that's where we're going to start we had a little whatsapp chat about the so-called emergency meeting that was called by Manchester United's board and later denied and Sky Sports reported as well that it was denied but the time the Sunday Times actually reported that the um, meeting had happened straight after the defeat against Watford the mauling by against Watford. Oh, sorry, I'm a Liverpool supporter. You guys know that already, so that's why I'm chuckling. But as said, myself and JBK went into a bit of detail talking about Manchester United, Solskjaer sacking, and well, what that club needs to do to really get back on track, and the hell of a lot more. But. Have a listen to our views. As I said, we're going to start with the rumours and news of the emergency meeting that preceded Solskjaer's second. So, have a listen. Comment section is below. We'll know your views afterwards too. Pitch Talk special feature segment. Yeah, the no emergency meeting thing, meh, take that with a grain of salt. I take it kind of either way with a grain of salt, to be perfectly honest. Just like a good steak. But, um... But yeah, I mean, either way, it doesn't matter anyway. I mean, decisions like, oh, we're not going to attack him oh, in the away game. It's like, oh, so reading to, so reading into that, that is one that was where it's like, oh, okay. So you're not going to sack him after an away game. But that doesn't mean you're not going to sack him at all. That's where, let's see, Dave is, it's like Martin Glenn saying, oh, the, um, What's it? The FA are guardians, guardians of the game, and they must be seen to be applying the rules evenly and consistently. It's like no, 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 no. So you've botched right there. And anybody with half a brain who pays attention to this shit will know that. Oh, okay, cool. So he's going to be sacked potentially after the next home game. <clears throat> so potentially after the um, so potentially after the next home game, as you said, Nate, against Arsenal. So. At the end of the day, no matter what the result of, of that, 
it's, it's decisions made with drawn swords. It's like Daniel Falk winning his first match of the season with Norwich, but getting sacked literally hours later. It's a case of decisions are already made. And if there was no emergency meeting, that's a big if. That might be just damage limitation because they're saying that because to me that is damage limitation. And I think there has been an emergency meeting because, it, but at the end of the day, you don't want to admit it because you don't want to look like you're mucking around and dilly dallying, which obviously impacts on the share price. That can, that things like that can make the share price um, drop, and that's not what Man United want from a financial perspective. So yeah, they can't afford for that. So you try and control PR as much as you can and do damage limitation. So there's that side of it. So United are covering that, whilst at the same time trying to make trying to make it trying to make it not look like they're making a knee jerk decision. So yeah, it, to me, this it's all just PR limitation. And it's like, oh, oh, he's got such great standing at the club. We don't want to do this to him, but they're concerned, and apparently people have lost confidence in him. So it's either one or the other. It's either the dude's a club legend and his standing is good at the club, or he's running them into the ground in terms of results, and that's what he was hired to do, bring better results. They're sending, I said, they're sending mixed messages, but Manchester United are, are looking stupid, in my view, for it. So if I'm, if, if I'm a shareholder or a stockholder or whatever, I'd be looking at this like, you better have already made a decision. You bet it's this. This is one of them ones where it's not if, it's when, and you better have that date rubber stamped. Because if not, the board might turn. So it's like, yeah, it's yeah, it's a cluster. And to me, they're making themselves look really stupid. It's like if you're going to make a decision, be firm and stick to it. And again, don't because if Adidas come out tomorrow and and say, oh. Oh, we're not happy with this situation. We want this sorted. You know, Solskjaer's gone because Adidas wield a lot of power. Just ask Paul Pogba how he returned to the club. And some people, I was talking to a Man United fan earlier on my team who didn't, who actually didn't even know about about that about that. And I was like, yeah, it's like <laughs> that was pretty clear. You look at everything when it, the time it was announced, the Stormzy video with Pogba as well. And it's like United were not in control of that deal. They did it with Moyes. They did it with Van Hal, where Adidas's CEO was like, oh, we're not happy with the direction of the club. Came out and said that publicly. And that was extra pressure on both. And both ended up going not not, not too um, long after. So, yeah. Yeah. United are trying, they're trying to control PR whilst they're trying to stay babyface, but they're going to come out as nothing but heels. So he's finally gone. Holly Gunnar Solskjaer, he's finally gone. Um, it was a good run for about two and a half years, but he faced the same problem that every other Manchester United coach since Ferguson has faced. You bring in a superstar, they control the dressing room. And that's what happens. He's brought in too many superstars and they now control the dressing room. The only one that I would say as close to a superstar that tried to galvanise the, the squad was Cavani. And that's it.
everybody else they're either a rising superstar or they're just they're just not where they should be um but he's gone new united manager coming up not the first time in what since the ferguson era that they've changed manager halfway through the season it's just interesting to to see it um and and it's an it's an understanding of people i don't think van hal moise Mourinho, and ultimately solskjaer also understood i don't think they really understood the manchester united way number one and possibly more than that just understanding the players that they had with them and i still think with their understanding of oh we always have a player in the last 18 years in um from the youth academy coming through the ranks um in the matchday squad that's great and all but again you're signing massive massive stars who ultimately felix ferguson wouldn't have signed if he didn't do his homework on them yes i know everybody knows about cristiano ronaldo but that was one of the poorest signers Manchester United have made in since he's left. Why? Because for six years he's done what he needed to do in, in football. He was happy in Juventus and if City were going to sign him, City were going to sign him. Didn't this, it was just like when we, had, when we had to make the choice of whether we signed Fabregas, which we had in the clause that we could sign him for, um, from Barcelona. But a clause in his contract, but it was pointless because there wasn't anywhere that he could have fit into the new Arsenal squad. Not in my opinion, anyway. Um, moving on from that, there's other, there's others. Romelu Lukaku, you overly spent on him and then sent him on his way for a lot less. Paul Pogba, you needed Adidas to, to get involved in that deal. So you brought back players that had a bit of nostalgia to them and the only player that was smart enough to stay away was Gerard Piquet. Yes, he was having a good time at Barcelona, but if I'm looking at him and I'm going, would you rather pick Manchester United post-Ferguson era? I'm pretty sure he made that decision in 2013 or 2014. He said, no, not really, I'm good. I was given the opp- I wasn't given the opportunity when when I was there. Now I'm going back to where I feel comfortable in Spain. That's where I'm going to play. And guess what happens? He goes and wins um, a Champions League at least three times. Um, but I, I'll I'll go back to a point that you made um, before Liam um, about people not backing themselves, as even as coaches, but also as as players not backing themselves. Um, and maybe even as clubs, they're not backing themselves. Brentford is a prime example of a team that backs themselves to find the right player at the right time. Um, whether that continues to work, I don't know. But at the moment, it's it's worked for them. They find the right player for the right future or for the right league at the right time. Um, whereas Manchester United, all of these top clubs, they're just buying a player for now and hoping for the best. I know Arsenal have gone for a five-year thing where they but this is what Tottenham did they brought in players that they thought in five years will win the Champions League got to the final lost 2-0 we're buying players that we said we're going to win the we're going to be in the Champions League in two to three years 
we're not going to be. It's not going to happen. Um, and I get what Ramsdale did yesterday, and he's been doing, but we're putting a shining light on, on Ramsdale. Great, wonderful, but that's because out of all the players on the Arsenal squad right now, the goalkeeper seems to be the best one. That's that's a concern for me, as not just as a coach, but as a fan. That's a concern for me. And if we've only scored, if the, the stats are true to form, that we've only scored from set plays, then there's a problem with, with what we're doing on the pitch. So we were deservedly, we deserved to lose 4-0 yesterday. Putting that to the side, I don't think Mourinho, Solskjaer, Van Gaal, Moyes, all of those guys, I don't think actually got the best out of the players as people. So what they could do as in formations, in in terms of understanding the, the opposition and blah, 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 getting the, those bits right, that was great. But at the end of the day, you got to understand the play, and you've got to understand the people. And when apparently Donny van der Beek said um, he was stunned by the amount that Solskjaer knew about him, I find that incredibly weird that as much as he knew about him, he still didn't play him until yesterday. And what the, what happens? Well, he did play him, but the first time he actually plays him properly, he goes and gets a goal. There's some frustration in that. Look at McTominay. Look at Van der Beek. Two different players, but can easily play a better foot. Um, if Manchester United get it right, can easily play either one or two of them in the midfield. Fred, he's not a holding midf- midfielder. They don't want. He's not. He's just not going to be one that wants to um, wants to go for that. Number two, he's still got Matic. Send him on his way. Mata, send him on his way. Ronaldo, if you're looking at the future, then why are you bringing Ronaldo back? Pogba, loving the fact that he's he's got a, a contract, but now look, you might as well just shift on. You're not going to get anything from um, from this. Jesse Lingard. Lingard's best season in a Premier in the Premier League wasn't even at Manchester United. What does that say? That says so much, and yet we're still calling him a youngster as well, at the age of 20, um, 28, 29. Who else? There's so many different. There's so many different ones, and I'm going. Hold on, Manchester United just didn't understand the people at the club that they had um, playing for them. If you're going to be bringing talent through and send them on their way, David de Gea should have gone. When he had the chance to go to Real Madrid or Atletico Madrid, should have gone. Then you shift somebody else into his position. Romero, whoever. Sam Johnstone, whoever. Doesn't matter. Um, put them in his position. Let him go. That's what good. That's what Ferguson did, um, did right. If you wanted to go, you weren't staying. You can go. I'm not asking, I'm not forcing you to stay. I'm not signing you on a bigger contract so that you can make more problems for the, um, for the club. No. You want to go? See you later. Bye. That was the problem. Who else? There was so, there's so many there's so many rattled situations that Solskjaer was never never in control of the team or the club um, at the club. He was never in control of it. Yes, he got the results when he did, but that was because he got a somebody made a very good point of uh, a couple of years back. They signed him on a good con. They signed him on a um, on a short term deal, 
and he got the results that he needed to, especially against PSG in the Champions League. As soon as they signed him on that deal, I think somebody said it that week, it's not going to go well. Because he's on a long-term deal, and they knew from then on. I can't remember who said it, but it was a good, it was a good um, thing that they said, because it was like, well, that shows it. It's good for, it's good for business at the moment, not long-term. And that's the issue. They're missing that. But that's my opinion. That's where I'm, that's what I'm going with. I think that's that's the problem with Manchester United at the moment. It's not the short term thing um short termism for the long term gains. It's understanding the people that you've got on your pitch before they go out to play football. I don't think they do they do that enough. If you can understand the group, you know what to do. You keep saying, I've got the best players here, I've got the the best, um, the best coaches here. Well, you're losing games that you shouldn't be losing. It's not that difficult. And if you're meant to have one of the world's best in on, on the pitch, playing from the start, then you should be providing that ball to him every single time, with runners coming off of him. That's not. Oh well, I don't know where to go. And if your goalkeeper is saying we don't know what we're doing with the ball, you're done. It's not even a question. You're done. So. Like as I said, it's it's just something that I've I've noticed with with Manchester United and the play and the people. And as much as we've lauded saying that Ferguson ruled with an iron fist over Manchester United for for a long time, and at least there was something that you could identify with Manchester United with in terms of going forwards. Right now, there is no identity, and it's not clear. It's the same thing with Arsenal. There isn't an identity, and that's the issue. No, you know what? I I do get I do get that in regards to like Man United paying for paying over the odds for players and that kind of thing. But I also look at it as well. You talk you talked about the United way. I was actually saying to um, one of my Ibis teammates um, yesterday after our match, what way? United don't have a way anymore, and that's the problem because it, because it's what it, that's one of the major problems because. If you don't have a way, if you don't have a philosophy, you're all at sea. And look at Tottenham. Tottenham looks like they finally had a way, a philosophy under Pochettino. And what did they do? They go and get rid of him. They, they went and got rid of him over some dispute. It's like, yeah, we, yeah we're going to cut the amount of money you've got to spend. It's like, dude, we've been building this, building this, building this, and you're going to cut the legs out at the final stage. Because they got to the Champions League final and yes, we Liverpool beat them because we were a better team at that time. But Tottenham, it was on them where if they, they could, they were in that position where it's like, yeah, they're finally going to kick on after all these years, after Jerry Francis, Harry Redknapp, Juan de Ramos, Christian, show you my ticket gross. After all that that they've been through, all the, all the crap players, all the deadwood, they finally got a team who looked like they were going to kick on. And then what does the owner do? Cuts the legs out and now they're floundering again. They're back to square one. <clears throat> Man United was one of them ones. The Ferguson transition was always going to be a difficult one and it was not going to happen overnight. But it's been what? Six, seven, eight years since Ferguson stepped down. And they've looked lost ever since. Ferguson had that link between him and the board. 
where he could get what he wanted to do done and done well. I remember he was highly experienced. He had ha he had had what four, five, six years at Mosset um, Aberdeen up in Scotland before he came to United. Like Solskjaer has only had what a year or two at Cardiff, a couple of years at Molder. Minor, small clubs, small clubs, different animals. And it's one number. And at the end of the day, in terms of understanding people and understanding players at people, what does that come with? One word, in my opinion, one word: experience. And I was saying to, um, I was saying to a teammate of mine who's United fan yesterday, where you only get that, you you only get that experience with the experience, if you get what I'm saying. With time, it takes time. And it's one of them where it's like understanding players as people. I said experienced coaches know that <clears throat> experienced coaches can do that but Solskjaer was clearly not experienced enough for that job and it's like and the thing is as well when you have when you've got a board when you've got upper level management who don't care about the club they're going to do short-term stuff they're going to do stuff like the Pogba thing, letting Adidas run transfers. You can't let sponsors run transfers. You can't do that because that completely undermines any manager that is there. Completely undermines them. You also can't let sponsors have influence over the playing style. Adidas is CEO when Van Hal was managing there and when Moyes was managing there came out and said oh we 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 Adidas don't really like the style of play and it's like dude it's none of your business that's nothing to do with you <laughs> at the end of the day you you're you're a sponsor of this club you are not part of the playing staff you are not part of ownership even if you're a shareholder or a stakeholder more likely than not you're not a football person so let those who are specialists in that field do what they're doing but because united are so desperate commercially to be, to bring in that revenue because they've got stockholders and shareholders to keep happy they're letting that happen and every manager who's going in there gets undermined and it's the same i said david moyes ole gunnar solskjaer louis van howe Jose Mourinho, Van Howe or Mourinho, in my opinion, are world-class managers. World-class managers, both of them. And you know I hate saying that about Mourinho and putting him over, but he is. But the fact of the matter is even they couldn't make it work at United. Even they only won a, what, a Europa League and an FA Cup. And with Man United standards over the past 30 years, those are second-rate trophies. And anybody who wants to disagree with that, well, Man United showed their hand back in what? I think it was 2002, sorry, not 2002, in 99-2000 with the World Club Cup where they snubbed the FA Cup. So they showed from back then that it was a second-class trophy. So it's one of them where it's like you're always at Man United. Whoever goes in there now is going to be hamstrung and it's going to be exactly the same way because you can't have success or at least sustained success, you can't have that without being one team, one dream, one goal, one prize, one aim that you're trying to fulfill. You can't, you cannot have sustained success if you do not have that. Look at Chelsea. They've been basically consistently inconsistent. 
since Abramovich has been there. Yeah, they've won a lot, but they've not had that sustained period of dominance considering their financial backing. They haven't had the four years, five years, six years where they've ran things like Man United did in the mid-90s, in the, in the mid to late 90s, because its foundation's built on sand. And Manchester United right now, as, as I said before, they're a team screaming out for a long-term plan, but they're going the short-term way about it. They really are. And, and I said, you can't have sponsors and stakeholders and shareholders getting involved in transfers. No. The manager has to be able to have the experience to identify the players that are going to fit perfectly into the system that he wants to play. And again, Solskjaer, not experienced enough. Especially not for a club that big. Van Hal, experienced enough, but you could see he was fighting with the board all the time. Same with Jose Mourinho. You could see he was fighting with the board all the time. <laughs> and Mourinho, it was one of them ones. He didn't think Lukaku was good enough when Lukaku was at Chelsea. So for Lukaku to come back and all of a sudden be good enough now that he was at United, it's like, nah, bro. Nah, it doesn't work. He hasn't come on leaps and bounds as a player. That's why Chelsea buying him for what? A hundred million euros was absolutely silly. Because it's one of them, it's not, it's like, dude, he's gone to Serie A for a couple of seasons. He's, he's not become some amazing player since he left United. So there's, there's so much wrong and there's so much philosophy that needs to be basically reinstilled. And United, if you watch the Fever Pitch documentary series, it says in there that United had had lost their way. They didn't really have an identity. And then Ferguson moulded that over a few years. But Man United, again, because the Glazers don't give a damn, and they're all, a bit, they're all in it for the money, and they're strip-mining that club, because remember, half of everything they, that club makes on the New York Stock Exchange, the Glazers are taking, that's all you're going to have it's going to stay like that and that for me is the main the main issue because remember praise travels up blame travels down but it should be the other way and it really isn't and i said united united have lost their way pretty clearly since ferguson left because because the man united way you had you had matt busby previously then after matt busby What's it? They were a sleeping giant. It was all, it, and I said, coming back to the Fever Pitch documentary. And remember, that was made by David Beckham's production company. So he was always trying to put Man United over in that documentary series. So it's not, it's not as if it's someone who hates Man United who did it and is getting people who dislike Man United to come on it. You got to do from the Man United Supporters Trust. But it's one of them ones. But the fact of the matter is, United at that time, before they won their first Premier League, they were a sleeping giant. And now, once again, I think they've regressed right to that. Because it was Ferguson who changed the culture, who changed the mantra of that club and brought them success long term. Over a decade and a half of success. But now, because they've gone back to this short termist way of doing things, it's coming, it's all coming home to roost. So I said, whoever's in next, whether it be Zidane, whether it be this guy, that guy, whoever, it doesn't matter. Until that club gets back to a look and puts down a at least medium to long-term plan, nothing's gonna happen. 
if anything, uh, if anything, ironically enough, Liverpool are the example that Man United need to follow now. FSG, 11 years ago, the foundations that they put down 11 years ago when they bought us from Gillette and Hicks have been coming to fruition in the last three, four, five years. So the proof is right there, right there. Because you can't always rely on billionaire owners to come in and just change everything. Newcastle are gonna have are gonna face that issue. Because Man City, Man City, where they are didn't happen overnight. They still ain't won a Champions League and they got taken over in what? 08, 9, 10. They got taken over that long ago. And they and they still haven't won a Champions League. So it's like it, it is it is what it is, well. I mean it's a case of I said, they're, if they're going to keep doing the managerial merry-go-round, they're going to keep wallowing in mediocrity and they're going to be stuck in that circle of mediocrity that they're in now. They're going to be stuck there and they can do nothing about it. Because just as I said, it's going to keep happening. Keep going back to square one. Keep going back and forth because this foundation is built on sand. Comment section is below. We want to know your views. Were Man United hasty or knee-jerk? In sacking Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, did he deserve it? Do Man United lack a plan? Long-term, medium-term, short-term or otherwise? Has the club lost their direction? Is that why they're in the situation they're in now? www.pitch-talk.com And I said comment section is below. Oh my, youtube.com forward slash pitch talk is where you can catch our videos, including special feature segments such as this one. Also, at Pitch Talk on Twitter, tweet with us, follow us, see what we are up to. Facebook.com forward slash Pitch Talk, become a fan, become a friend, become a member of the group. Join the footballing revolution we are working so hard to create. Also, we are on Podomatic, Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. That's where you can find the Pitch Talk podcast as well as Verbal at Get Verbal on Twitter. Tweet them and tell them we sent you. We are Verbal Ambassadors and proud of it. Check out Verbal.com, V-U-R-B-L. Also, also, we're on Instagram, at Pitch Talk on Instagram. Also on our website as well, before I forget to mention, you can catch our podcast there as well. You can catch the RSS feed directly from our website, www.pitch-talk.com. You know what? I have been straight shooting LJ from myself, the G-Man, JBK, and Nathan Arsenal. We will see you next time. Comment section is below. Let us know your views and spread the word. Join the footballing revolution. Take easy, people. Join the Pitch Talk Revolution. Check out the official Pitch Talk website www.pitch-talk.com.